Hey everyone, what you're about to hear is a segment from this week's Filmcast After Dark. Of course, you can always sign up for ad-free episodes and After Dark episodes at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. During this week's After Dark, we talked about physical media, time management, HD versus SD, the rehearsal episode four, and a couple of other things as well. But you're about to hear an excerpt from the ending of the After Dark where we reviewed the new Andrew Siemens movie, Resurrection, starring Rebecca Hall. Uh, So there's a pre-spoiler section and a post-spoiler section just like the main review, but we hope you will listen and if you enjoy it consider supporting the podcast at patreon.com slash film podcast to hear the entire episode thanks so much have you ever done anything bad when i was young i did something bad unforgivable there was this man and he was handsome charismatic and he noticed me and I guess I wasn't as tough as we thought let's move on to our conversation about resurrection now this is a movie that just hit video on demand uh I think we'll Offer some quick thoughts, yeah. and then and then dive into a spoiler section about it because um, mm-hmm. I think it's really hard to talk about without talking about spoilers. Uh, I will read the plot summary from the internet. Uh, this is again vid- available on video on demand. Resurrection: A woman's carefully constructed life gets upended when an unwelcome shadow from her past returns, forcing her to confront the monster she's evaded for decades. That is the plot summary of Resurrection. Now, Devinder Hardware, you have been pulling for this movie. Yeah, since I saw it at Sundance. For for quite some time. So tell us about why this movie resonated with you so much. I think this movie is incredible. And I think it shows Rebecca Hall, who I think is one of the best actresses around right now. This is the full height of her powers because she does a great job of portraying so many different emotions all at once, especially... Um, fear and anxiety and just just so many things and conflict. And this movie is ostensibly a thriller, but it does kind of turn into more of a horror movie. And I love how it kind of straddles both of those things. Like those genres are really closely related at times. Um, But I just think the work she does here also, this is basically a, a two person show. Like there are other characters, but it's really her versus Tim Roth and Tim Roth. Also um, a guy, I have found whenever he's in movies, never can quite trust, you know, like even if he's playing the good guy or the lead in something, there's always something iffy about Tim Roth and his portrayals of characters. And I think this movie taps into that really well. Um, These sort of like, there are like bravura acting moments in, uh, in this film too, especially like a very long shot of uh, Rebecca Hall detailing, like what is actually going on between her and this guy. I will say for everybody who's going to tap out for spoilers, if you like movies uh, that are are like deep psychological thrillers, um, if you liked the movie Possession, which I know people have been talking about for quite a bit too, um, sort of like the the deconstruction of somebody's sense of normalcy and being, like watching that uh, happen, I think is deeply fascinating. And this movie captures a lot of that too. And if you're not afraid of uh, squirmy, squeamish things, I, I think you'll be right at home with it. This movie is so just memorable. You know, it's unlike anything I've seen in a very long time. Jeff Kanata, I am so curious what you thought about Resurrection. <laughs> I have a feeling I know, but I'm very curious what you thought about I mean, Resurrection. I'd love to think, hear what you think you know. 
I think you um, loved it. But I, I let's go. Think, I don't think you're a fan. I don't think you're a fan of this one. Yeah. I think you admired uh, Rebecca Hall's acting work, which I think is unquestionably great. But I don't think you're a fan of this movie. What'd you think? It is unquestionably great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Devendra mentioned that monologue that she gives. Uh, that is, I don't know, it's six eight or minutes. seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, incredible. One take. Uh, I mean, it is exquisite. Uh, exquisite acting. Uh, I actually uh, like this a lot more than I thought I would. I mm-hmm. I was not a fan of the ending, mm. um, but I, which we'll get to obviously, but I um, I was really riveted by this movie. Um, and I, I mean, you guys kind of set it up as being uh, a real horror film and I didn't, I didn't take it that way. I, 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 n- I never used the H word when I was pitching this movie. I just said it was a while, like you have to see it. Well, maybe, you know? uh, maybe I, I, projected but a lot of the coverage and other things around it do say horror so it it is much more of a thriller Mm -hmm. and i think a very um effective uh amazing one i mean it really uh, you can ask my wife uh, the night i watched it she was like what's wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) resurrection yeah i I watched this movie with my wife and i basically i had to tell her to turn away at one key moment because she probably didn't want to see that but Yeah. yeah I mean, that's really the only horrific. I mean, there's two. I guess there, there's, there's two. two big things. Yeah, yeah. but uh, most of it, most of it is just um, psychological mm-hmm. uh, stuff. And, I, yeah. and and Rebecca Hall is just incredible. You mentioned Tim Roth, his sort of understated uh, mm. casualness in being uh, who he is in this movie is all the more disconcerting and strange mm-hmm. and be, uh, just an amazing approach to that to that thing there's a conversation they have in the park where tim roth kind of walks away smiling and then like instantly flickers into like a growl yeah. and like his face just changes like oh man that, that that is just so good well this movie is i mean in a lot of ways it's um it's you know the thing people always talk about with the shark and jaws right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. almost everything almost everything horrible that happens in this movie we don't see it mm-hmm. we just hear about it or we imagine it we imagine how it must have been and it's all the worse i think because of that um again i i don't know i don't know what the takeaway is supposed to be at the end so i i felt i I came away Mm -hmm. with it a bit Mm -hmm. a bit confused but the the journey i found to be really compelling and um and deeply moving i mean it is it is like it's about a lot of these things that are in our culture right now, sort of gaslighting and yeah. and uh, abuse of women that isn't. I mean, the whole notion of this movie is that like I don't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just yeah, telling you yeah. stuff. Uh, it's why are you it, reacting like this? Yeah. yeah, and and that is so powerfully expressed in this movie uh, that I, I I have to be in awe of it. Um, even if, even if I'm not entirely sure where we end up at the end. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Well, I'm glad you liked it, Jeff. Um, I guess I'll say I probably was the one that liked it least amongst us then. Um, I agree with a lot of what was said. I think Rebecca Hall is incredible in this movie and for, for Rebecca Hall alone and also Tim Roth, it's worth watching the movie, right? Um, the transformation that she makes in this movie is incredible. Um, she's asked to do a lot. She, she basically carries the entire movie, right? I think she's in virtually every single scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that alone is, is amazing. Uh, and I think that Jeff, you mentioned that 
the movie asks you to imagine a lot of the stuff that has happened in the past. And for me, that didn't work because of how fantastical the movie was. Um, like everything we're seeing in like present day feels so grounded. Mm-hmm. Except you know I mean? for the ending, I'd say. Yeah, yeah except yeah. for the ending. That's what, and, and then, yeah. and the, but then like, but then um, the other stuff that's gone on um, that is described about that is happening in the past does mm-hmm. not feel grounded, and really, it's not shown to you. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, t- to me, it was really hard to bridge that gap. And so, tonally, I had challenges with the movie. Uh, the ending is bold, no doubt about it, and so it's worth talking about for sure. But mm-hmm. it's just not a movie that I really connected with, unfortunately. Yeah. I- I'm so. surprised because I do know how much you love the movies that are just like complete, like soul crushers, you know, like ones <laughs> that'll just stomp at your heart. So I felt yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. Th- this are... kind of fit into that. Template. Yeah, sure. Like, oh no, no they're, yeah. they're, you're not a bad guess. I'm going to say that. <laughs> like you're not, you're not way off the mark in any way. So yeah. Uh, so so, but it's not. I didn't. I, I don't think it's it's a bad movie or anything. Like I said, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is worth checking out. It's just more like. I didn't love it as much as I I would have wanted to, and well, uh, and for reasons we can talk about in a bit. So go that ahead. Uh, that tonal stuff you're talking about, I think the movie actively wants you to question yes. how much is real and what mm-hmm. it, yeah, if, it's if true. she's suffering mm-hmm. it's some true. sort of mental breakdown. That you know, is this all imagined? Is this because at, at numerous points in the movie, you know, they people question her like, "Are you having a breakdown? Are you are yeah. you taking anything?" You know, is is like it, it? I think the movie wants that to feel. That, that question to be in your mind. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is the movie that the movie men wanted to be. Oh, mm. yes. And I will talk. We will talk about that in the ending, too, because it's yeah. a better interpretation of that symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we get to spoilers? And I guess we will probably also spoil men in the, in the conversation you're about to hear. Mm-hmm. So uh, FYI, um, spoilers for Resurrection and Men starting right now. But. Obviously, we got to talk about the big reveal at the end, which is that Tim Roth is apparently pregnant with the uh, with him mm-hmm. and Rebecca Hall's child, who he ate a long time ago. I don't think he that's when he's pre- pregnant. Well, he, he he thinks. Well, it, it is <laughs> what what occurs is essentially uh uh you know it's a it's a birth. What she does, it's a forceful cesarean birth, but you know symbolically, it is no different than what we saw in Men. You know. Yeah, I guess I didn't really take that he was pregnant with it. I, I felt like he, mm-hmm. that we were supposed to think that he's been holding it. Holding there. it, yeah, holding it or something. But also I, at that point is also when like the the line between truth and, you know, fantasy just completely blurs. Like maybe she wants to think this, you know, she thinks like by <laughs> eviscerating this useless man, um, she can save the memory of her child or something because nothing about that point or the scene that comes right after feel real. Like right. none, none of them feel yeah. like they're grounded in the world as we saw it. I, I, I gotta say, I love that last sequence. That's like a dream sequence. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, yeah. when it, 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 like the light is what it's like this all bright white light and <laughs> little her too daughter's washed cool. out. Yeah. Yeah. Her daughter's like super cool with her and, <laughs> and all that. Like that stuff was awesome. I love that as this idea of like, mm-hmm. this is this like vision that she has about like her life being okay. Mm-hmm. And then that's that, your interpretation. That change yeah. that change that happens in her face. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just horrific. Yeah. Where she's, mm-hmm. she's like in this happy state and then it just changes. Man. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and so Devendra, I think your interpretation, I think you articulated pretty well just now is like that, um, that killing this man will 
will allow her to retain the memory of her child. Is that mm-hmm. is that kind of? I mean, what s- your something really something is? like that as well. Like I, we we don't know. Is she dying? Is she you know? Is she in the mental asylum? Like after uh, after what happened? Like there's a lot we don't know. But to mm-hmm. me, it feels like she she did this thing that she's been sort of like even preparing for it feels like her entire life um which is why the transition from her being so buttoned up and straight laced to to her you know being somebody who's just like ready to take a life like it seems like she's always been preparing for this um but yeah to me it felt like this is she got a happy ending for herself even if uh the world outside of that like what her daughter will actually end up seeing uh, is not going to be anything good or happy uh, there is a USA Today interview with the filmmakers uh, that I thought was interesting to explore. They talk about the ending, uh, and I'm going to quote from the article. Margaret's well-oiled life falls spectacularly apart, leading to a fateful last meeting with David at his hotel room. He again states that Ben is in his stomach, leading Margaret to stab him in the abdomen. She doesn't stop there, slicing him open, taking out his insides, and finding a baby boy inside. Uh, The director and writer describes that moment as, quote, a cathartic operatic explosion where all the energy that accrued bursts forth and actually distorts the reality of the film. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also likes that the scene tears it out of its own genre as resurrection shifts from thriller to supernatural horror film by the third act, end quote. So anyway. um, I can't help but try to square the title with that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, it's not a, a birth. It's not a save saving. Right, the, right. It's a resurrection. It's, 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 I'm, you know, I mean, that could be many things that resurrection could be a good thing. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, a bad thing. Like it's uh for, you could read that title in a lot of ways, like the literal resurrection of the child or the resurrection of like this, this man, you know, yeah. this relationship that she had and she thought she got away from, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I will things. say that one of the things I would like the most about this movie is her relationship with her daughter and mm-hmm. how it deteriorates over the course of the movie. Yeah. Like the movie puts you in Rebecca Hall's character's um perspective, right? Like it's it's the movie is told from her perspective, but you can totally see how from the perspective of her daughter, mm-hmm. she's clearly rapidly deteriorating in a she, way that's like going she's to perpetuating the things that you know tim roth's character kind of put put on her the control the right you know even maybe her you know her motivations are better but it's certainly the same sort of behavior that this the daughter has to live through yeah right that it beget you know that that because of the pain that was inflicted on her she's kind of um inflicting some version of that on her daughter and and mm-hmm. becoming mm-hmm. more kind of unhinged the confrontation with her and her boyfriend and her daughter was like really mm-hmm. intense kind of this other cathartic explosion that occurs in the movie um but yeah i thought the the relationship with the daughter character was really mm-hmm. uh kind of one of the anchors uh for me of this movie that i really that, appreciated the moment where uh she starts doing the kindnesses yeah, the first yeah. one where she walks to work barefoot is just heartbreaking. Yep, it He's is like you know so where tough. that's going to lead. Yeah, Ugh. and that power, like he still has that. And all he had to do was just suggest it and be. Mm-hmm. He, all he had to, he didn't have to do anything. He just had to be around. Mm-hmm. He just had to be around. Well, he had to be around, but also she, she's putting, she's doing the math, right? Like, well, her daughter was just like hit by a car. Yeah, 
And I think the implication there is that he did that. Well, he mm. specifically yeah. says that he yeah. says, yeah. you know, yeah. something not, like not a great vice career. And yeah. also the, the tooth thing, which is where the movie starts. That's early on in the movie. Yeah. The daughter finds a tooth in her wallet and that kind of like that sense of like, Oh, that shouldn't happen in real life. Like that's very <laughs> strange. Yeah. Um, that really does kind of start the ball rolling. Who's, whose tooth was that? Do you guys think knowing him? <laughs> he like, can, pulled no, out a, his own tooth or yeah. a specific yeah. shot of him smiling with no tooth. Oh, oh, oh man. Yes. Did, uh, yeah. 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 Dang. Yeah. Didn't take good care of his teeth. Lots of tartar. <laughs> <on that>. Um, <laughs> pretty messed up, pretty messed up stuff. And, and I agree with you, Jeff, like that's also one of the strengths of the movie is the casualness of that Tim Roth performance, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. It, he is so effortlessly a sociopath, you know, yes. like he's not, um, it, it's not a showy performance. Like let's say, uh, Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal Lecter. Right, inside right, right. You know, like right. it's like, this is a guy who walks them, walks amongst us, you know, could be working in an office next to us and, and so on. Um, yeah. The guy that the police would interview and be like, there's nothing wrong with this dude. And he's a perfectly stand up guy. You know, yeah. that kind of thing is, it is all the more terrifying. And I think, you know, to compare it directly to men, I think, you know, there are moments in men, I'm not going to completely slag that movie. I, I think there's some interesting stuff happening in it. Sure. But th- the moments of, of the, the male female dynamic expressed in that, none of them get to the place that this movie gets with so few moves, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. there's, it, I mean, yes, we get an, <laughs> a massive eight minute monologue that tells us everything, mm-hmm. but which is, you know, that's a lot of heavy lifting that the monologue does. It's a does. plot dump. Yeah. Yeah. But, but told so like, well, like, and every, it, it, yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Go no, ahead. I just like that, that first interaction that we have with him at the park, I believe happens before the monologue, right? Yes. Yeah. So, and yeah. already you're like, I was like, this is some shit. There's a <laughs> yeah. scene in the conference where she freaks out. You know, you see this really well put yeah. together woman just completely run out of there, like her world is falling apart. And uh, you know, there's that. There's the store thing. I forget the monologue happens after the store thing too, I believe. So there's a lot of things that he's just casually appearing, you know, in in normal spaces, and she is reacting too harshly to it. And that is the fascination there. Yeah. I also love the uh the monologue where like in that tight single shot on Rebecca Hall and she gives the whole monologue and then they mm-hmm, cut mm-hmm. back to that girl and she's like <laughs> poor girl yeah um <laughs> i really regret asking you that well, her whole response is like that, that's horrible is this a joke like yeah. what <laughs> yeah. i think that well, actress is also fantastic she she's awesome yeah. in the movie yeah. um i mean two 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 thought, thoughts about that first of all if your boss ever opens up to you that way you you got to go along with it you got to okay? go with you it you got to go you cannot Make uh-huh. your per, the person who's writing your recommendation feel weird, uh, un, uh, you know. Unless, of course, like they're actually, you know, like it, I, I'm being facetious because obviously it's terrible. No one should ever be in that situation. Mm-hmm. But well, I, assuming I get the it's a, she was only an intern too, like yeah. unpaid intern. Right, know? right. I, I mean, I'm assuming your boss is not saying anything that is like a direct attack on you in any way, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. that that's sexually charged or anything like that. You know, like obviously you should report that and and uh, take care of yourself. I'm saying that like. I have definitely had managers in the past who have been way too personal about their stuff. Oh, absolutely. And in that scenario, you're just like, yeah, smile yeah. and nod and like go along. You, you don't want to make them Nathan feel Fielder it. You got to like, uh, 100%, yes. okay. 100%. Exactly. Yes. It's Nathan Fielder. It's like, 
Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yes. Um, and, so and, you're and saying he ate your baby. Oh. Okay. Next topic, my raise. Um, <laughs> so. Well, I love uh, how she and, ends the monologue too, where she's like, "Well, that's I've never told anyone that, so you should feel honored." <laughs> yes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> she um. The, the the thing that I'm re- this is truly unforgivable about this movie is what happens with Abby's recommendation. I want to know if she got into the class of the school that she wanted to get into. Well, she clearly said she was going to write a a hell of a recommendation to her. Huge dangling plot thread. I hope there's a resurrection, too, that answers that question. I hope she got it. I mean, uh, we'll see the continuation of her character, right? Um, Or is it, you know, it was Gwen. It was the the intern girl. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. The the whole, the opening conversation of this movie is, uh, is Rebecca Hall's character kind of talking to her and, like, dealing with a very typical 20-something relationship situation, right? Like, this guy, my boyfriend, he's not doesn't feel good like the things he says to me like I, I did like that power conversation where Rebecca Hall can kind of like tap into this horrible the things she's experienced and kind of give this girl some actual useful advice so I don't know I found that fascinating too oh yeah, yeah. it's it's hilarious in retrospect mm-hmm. when you're like uh, oh he makes jokes at your expense oh yeah <laughs> Um, my guy made me stand in a weird pose in the middle of the park overnight every night for you know it's like it's it's funny where you have Rebecca Hall in this yeah you know I am the uh, wise experienced uh, uh, you know uh, mentor figure here and it's like oh no you, you went through way worse shit oh she went through worse shit but now she can like bestow at least some knowledge and kind of avoid just steer people away from bad well, relationships but she's you know, right back in it that's the she's I mean, right that's the back irony. in it yeah. yeah there is an article in the new york times about uh pregnant men pregnant men were a movie punchline now they're horror villains written mm. by amanda hess i wanted to just call this out i thought it was interesting um talking about uh men and and how uh the the place in popular culture of pregnant men has shifted. Quote, pop culture has long been obsessed with the prospect of male pregnancy, though it has mostly been used as a comedic gambit, as in the dismal 1978 farce <laughs> Rabbit Test, the sentimental 1994 rom-com Junior with Arnold uh-huh. Schwarzenegger, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or the yeah. elaborate rollout of Little Nas X's 2021 album Montero, during which he trapes around the internet sporting a photorealistic <laughs> bump before simulating birthing an LP. I think of he course, did it best, yeah. Of course, some men can and do become pregnant, trans men, but works that exploit the idea of the pregnant man rarely acknowledge the reality of the pregnant man. He must exist purely as a fantasy, mm-hmm. a counterfactual, a metaphor, like a mythical bogeyman. He has stalked the culture for generations, occasionally appearing to impart a lesson on gender relations in his time. Now he has shapeshifted from a clown into a creep, mm. a visceral interpretation of male control over women's bodies, end quote. Love it. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's interesting that like, Mm-hmm. It's kind of morphed from just this year, uh, mostly, you know, or the last two years, pregnant men being kind of a mythical boogeyman. Um, so, uh, and this this movie is a great example, but I, I would agree that compared to men, this movie is far more effective, you know? Yeah. Um, just just inter- having a cohesive story, you know, that like... Yeah, n- not relying yeah. entirely on the symbolism of it or like implied exactly. things. And also I think the... So men gives us that scene where we get to see the big fight. You know, where the guy hits uh, the main character and he he jumps off the building and like that that is that horrific scene. To me, that just felt like a moment, right? That that was a moment of their relationship and it was not great, uh, admittedly. Whereas the monologue Rebecca Hall gives in this movie tells 
a sweeping tale of like, oh man, mm-hmm. I was young and he really liked me. And like, you know, he he manipulated my parents. My parents liked him. Everything seemed great. And then it is it is the journey of a relationship from, you know, glowing to uh, to absolute abuse. And we get all of that. You know, we get the full I, scope of it. And I felt that was really impactful. I, I agree with you, Devendra, that it is more effective in this movie, Resurrection versus mm-hmm. Men. I don't think it's inherently better all the time. What I mean by that is I don't think it's inherently better that a person like delivers an expository monologue yeah, is, sure, is better sure. than like trying to like give you f- brief glimpses or flashbacks. Like you, we you got can easily one glimpse. We got one glimpse in that. That was uh, my yeah, thing. Like, flashback we, we like we, three we or four times. To the same but, scene. Yes, to the same, to the same scene. scene. Yeah, I, yeah. Agree, I agree. So we didn't get the scope of that relationship. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would entailed. agree with you. I would agree with yeah. you. But you could also imagine there's another way to tell this story that I actually might have enjoyed more for Resurrection mm-hmm. where you are given glimpses into the past or or there's something other th- or it's multiple expository dialogue scenes as opposed to a monologue. You know, like there's many ways they could have communicated it. And uh, I actually think the monologue, like I said, didn't quite work for me. Mm. The performance is great, but it didn't quite work for me because it's like, it's so outrageous what she's saying and everything else in the movie is so grounded. Um, specifically the part about eating the baby. That's the only thing I that mean, I really... That's everything what she else said. That's what stress- he said. We mm-hmm. don't know. Well, that's that's why I yeah. feel like the end for me may have packed a bigger punch. If everything had happened the way it happens, she stabs him, cuts him open, looks through, mm-hmm. and then finds nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I think that mm-hmm. would have landed so much harder. Of like, oh my god. Yes. Yes. What mm-hmm. have, you yeah. know? What does all that mean? You know, <laughs> what have what have I been be- led to believe? What instead of like it confirming everything in this in this? Well, it confirms fantasy her fantasy. Yeah. Yes, but. I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I didn't come away from that ending feeling like it mm-hmm. stuck the landing. I, I just she, felt she's like she's not fully reliable by that point, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, is she actually seeing is. a, you know, is, is it a physical baby that's there or is she imagining it? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and, and I, I think that's the, that's the thing is like, if there is actually a thing there, then, mm-hmm. or if it's metaphorical, like I, I you think, can read think, the story in in, yeah. in a thematically satisfying way, like Devendra described it. That, that's kind of it too, and also like it is that whole moment, the whole like murder scene is sort of like um, Tim Roth, un- like not anticipating how far she's taking his uh, his manipulation of her, right? Like he's using it as a way to be like to don't make the baby mad, you know, like you got to do what I say, and she's taking it to to the ultimate degree. And it, there's a point where he starts to be like, no, 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 why are you doing this? No, no, not not like that, not like this. You know, don't don't protect the baby like this. Um, I've, I, to me, that is that is it. Like he he is a guy who spins fables for her, and his manipulation of her just like can whip these things up in her mind. So yeah. Do you guys the, think there's any significance in him being a biologist? Oh, sure. I thought that was a weird uh, specific. Well, she's a biologist as well, right? Mm-hmm. Well, her parents both, were, and yeah. and right. That's why how they know each other, but. It just seems. I mean, I guess I don't. I don't know what I'm supposed to take from that. I mean, the uh, biology. It depends on like what you're doing and what your field is. But people who deconstruct, you know, life and kind of break things down to components or something. Yeah. It, it seems like he he was really good at basically breaking her down. So I don't know. Well. Uh, it's a. I think it's a great work of art. It's prompting all this conversation as usual. And it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Well, you I, know what, I, Dave? I have a bleaker and less affirming movie for you after this. So love uh, it. Yeah. Love it. What I, is I that? Think, what is that? That one is uh, Speak No Evil, which I also reviewed around the same time at uh, at Sundance, and that's probably going to get released soon. That movie is messed up. 
and I mm. think lacks a sort of like cathartic um, response you'll get from this one. But okay. maybe you'll like that better. So we'll, we'll see. I'm, we'll see. I'm looking forward. We to should it. talk about that too at some point. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, yeah. But anyway. That is our conversation about resurrection, uh, and we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Filmcast After Dark. Thanks to all the folks at patreon.com slash filmpodcast for making the podcast possible, for making the After Darks possible. We really appreciate it. Next week, it's going to be Prey, uh, the new Dan Tractor movie on the Filmcast. So we'll see you then. <laughs>